Good day, good day, good day. This is Coffee Conversations with Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob. Here we are. Uh, so, uh, Deacon Bob, what's, uh, what do you got in your coffee mug this morning? I actually have coffee. Coffee? Yeah. yeah I, it's early this morning and I am just not awake. So, mm-hmm. how about, you've got nothing over there. I have nothing. I, I, I had one right before this, oh. uh, so I confess. I had uh, some some McDonald's uh, Krueig uh, cup, K-cup. Oh, that's good. Like a, a cafe K-cup. Is that your favorite McDonald's? Um, it's For the, the easiest way of getting caffeine in my body. <laughs> We've been doing, we did um, Dunkin' for a while, mm-hmm. and then Sam's has the big box of, they just call it Donut Shop. Oh, which yeah. Which was really kind of cheap, but still tasty. I've gotten that, right. <laughs> so... Well, so now that it's uh, getting fall a, a bit outside, um, I see some of the leaves behind you mm-hmm. are, are turn, turning a little orange and yellow, which is fun. So now that we're in fall, do you subscribe to the to the the PSL, the the pumpkin spice latte? You know, um, <laughs> my wife likes the pumpkin lattes. Yeah, and and I like the smell of it. How about it, like pumpkin beer? Do you ever drink pumpkin beer? I do. Yeah. Southern can, Tier has the the pumpkin. I think I had that. It's good. It's probably the most pumpkiny, but it's got like nut, to nutmeg. Too. Yeah, some nutmeg and some cinnamon. And... Yeah, I can do a little bit of pumpkin stuff, but to yeah. drink it every day would just be like, yeah. no. What's your favorite form of consuming pumpkin? Pie. Like, pie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I do pie. That is true. And then second beer. Yeah. And I, then coffee. Pie beer. How about pie? you? Pie beer and coffee. Well, I mean. What else do you need, really? Yeah. Um, uh, pumpkin rolls. Oh, yeah, those are good, yeah, too. Yeah, I like pumpkin rolls. My brother, uh, my middle brother, Dylan, he, he made them for a number of years. I asked him the other day. I was like, hey, when are you going to make those again? Because he would, you know, when you get them from the store, they're okay. But um, he made them with, like, you know, 40% filling, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> those you know, are really I, hard to roll up, too. That's an art to roll those. Yeah, it's it's a labor of love for sure. He would uh, take over my mom's kitchen for like two or three days. And, wow, uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, he would sell them to family members and friends and stuff. So, so those are good. Those are good. But probably, if you don't have one of those, probably pie. 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 But yes, fall is good. We have a fall fun fest coming up. I think at the at the parish too, right? We do for uh, young families. So we're gonna see how that goes. What's hard in the fall though is we have. Like the local um, orchards mm-hmm. do something, and then on the thirtieth we're doing the Halloween drive-through where people can drive through the different uh, right. stations throughout the township. The trick or treat. The, yeah, where they it's like trick or trunk or something like that. Mm-hmm. So so that's exciting. Yeah. So there's a lot of things going on, and sometimes not everything can get off the ground because there's so much competition mm-hmm. for young families to go to. The Halloween mm-hmm. um, at the Lake Metro Parks, the mm-hmm. farm park. Mm-hmm. So, nice. yeah, good things are happening. Yeah. <laughs> you said trick-or-treat. It kind of reminded me. I was talking with my same brother, Dylan, uh, the other day, and he was making a joke. It's like, you know, we do a lot of do a lot of treating on Halloween, but not a lot yeah, of tricking. tricking. <laughs> Thank God. So he's... Uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone going to the the party is listening to the podcast. So I'll, he uh, uh, so he's they're gonna have, my family's gonna have a Halloween party, and so he was gonna make some like caramel apples, uh-huh. but uh, put an onion inside. Oh. <laughs> Somehow caramel onions. Is this caramel onions. <laughs> so, uh, the other thing was uh, I saw this online myself, uh, like a little like 
you know, like cake balls, uh-huh. like the little things, uh, but put a put a Brussels sprout in. Uh, yeah, that. <laughs> so maybe there could be a little trick uh, to your uh, Halloween instead of, uh, instead of just treat. But wow. yeah, you gotta you gotta keep it, you gotta spice it up, keep things real. That's for sure. <laughs> but we won't have any tricking around here. We'll just, yeah. have, we'll, just we'll just have treating. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so it's been good around here. Uh, our second week of uh, the Alpha with with the kids have been went uh, went really well. We talked about uh, the cross this week, so we talked about Jesus the first week. So it's uh, kind of a, a new approach to our, our our Alpha, just kind of doing four evenings. Uh, with sorry, sorry, new approach to PSR, uh, doing these kind of Alpha nights, and it's been it's been kind of cool. And um, yeah, and you guys had the chosen on chosen on Monday. This is, we went through um, season one. We're on episode three. Awesome. Uh, we have about sixty people. Yeah, it's awesome that are watching it. Yeah. And so, so what is the chosen? If anyone hasn't hasn't heard of it, um, it's a uh, reflection on the scriptures. They're really big on at least it's a on TV the, show, right? It's a TV show, yeah. And you can get it. It's for free on you get an app for it. Yeah, you download their app and then you get all the episodes for free. For everything is free, which is really cool. And I think you can get it on Roku or Prime or something like that as well, but you right. might have to pay something for it. But it's a reflection on the Gospels. And since there's only one story of Jesus and four Gospels, it kind of combines the Gospel stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in our discussions, there's a discussion guide that says, was this really in the Bible? So they kind of separate out what is in the Bible and what was in their imagination. Sure. Yeah, so it's a TV show uh, that kind of like follows Jesus and the disciples. But it's kind of from the perspective of, uh, of, the, of the first disciples. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of their, their first interactions with Jesus, following around as he's beginning his ministry uh, and everything. And I think um, one of the things, I, I, I watched uh, the two seasons so far. I think what's what's good is that it kind of makes them human. Mm-hmm. You know, their humanity mm-hmm. really kind of comes out uh, a bit. You know, they're obviously like sinful, and we know that from the scriptures. But sometimes, you know, when you have like Jesus shows, like everyone's polished and pious, and you know, just like you know, you want people to look real and mm-hmm. and in in struggles, and um, that's kind of what I appreciated, kind of just watching it. And what I we're talking about just the title of it. You know, like there was Jesus of Nazareth maybe in the 80s, mm-hmm. and then there was Son of God, maybe five years ago, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're calling it the Chosen, that it, it takes the focus, Jesus is still the main character, but the Chosen is now the lens that we're looking through, Right, was really a profound change in perspective. Yeah, and what's amazing, um, just kind of stepping into the structure of it, they've uh, completely crowdfunded uh, the... Uh, the show, so it's like they're not behind behind any uh, major. No, there's no Hollywood yeah. influence. Or right, they've, they've all they've raised the money all themselves. Um, so you watch the show, and then you can pay it forward. So you can you can give a donation. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, they've raised millions of dollars um, yeah. and funded uh, season three already. Wow! Uh, just from just from people donating. So it's kind of it'll be interesting to kind of, how, to kind of see how that changes the movie uh, movie and TV show industry. Uh, to know to not have a backing of a you mm-hmm. know of a of a place. So, what I like too is, if you have like a two-hour show, everything moves really quickly. Kind of like the Gospel of Mark. It's like, right, everything's very fast-paced. 
in the chosen they'll take one scripture passage and like flesh it out and try to think of it from different points of view of the people that were in that that passage yeah um so it's a lot more slow it's a lot more deliberate reflection on that passage for sure yeah i think so i think the chosen highlights something important to just kind of simply uh, reflect on is that with the scriptures you know so bible uh, god's word you know it's it's a collection of stories right um, from the old testament to the new testament um, and there are things that have uh, happened in time there are things that um, uh, people have reflected on uh, about how god has been at work uh, in the world and in different ways and we can we can engage that in different ways so we can we can approach the bible in in different senses so we can we can approach it uh, kind of looking at his looking at it historically looking in the sense of like what are the where, where are these stories come what's the historical context or some of these mm-hmm. situations and conversations and, and whichever what was going on in the world as to why influenced to these stories to be the, the way they are we can look at the scriptures kind of literarily so like you know what kinds of stories are these like what you know being what genre the story is you know what what does that mean and what's it's trying to say to us and looking at the different characters and themes and uh, and all that it's kind of an, uh, another way to look at the scriptures and then the th- the the third which insofar as what we're reflecting on i think relates to the chosen uh, and that you know another way to approach the scriptures would might seem obvious but is through the lens of prayer mm-hmm. uh, not just looking at it objectively but to approach it with ourselves and to approach it with our imagination which I think the chosen um, kind of does real well I think it feels even though there's it's there's a lot of things in the chosen that obviously aren't in the scriptures like they're not objectively there like these stories had to have come from somewhere mm-hmm. you know and I think they, they focus on the relationships that people have with Jesus and the disciples to see like, okay, well, where did these stories come from? And, and um, you know, I don't know. So I don't think anything in there is contrary to Scripture. In the, if you look up online, the chosen and like the uh, extra um, For sure. series or the extra the discussions they they talk about why they chose what they did in each scene yeah. um like when jesus talks with the children he quotes other parts of the gospel he's like it's almost like he's trying out <laughs> these thoughts on the kids yeah before yeah. you know he goes public with them um go to an easy crowd before you go yeah. <laughs> before you go to the rough crowd right. um and, and it it doesn't contradict anything in scripture but it kind yeah. of fills in the blanks yeah um and it, I, I do love the husband and wife banter kind mm-hmm. of that they show between peter and his wife or nicodemus and his wife i mean it's very husband and wife dialogue I, you yeah. could see yourself having that with with my wife um, or sure. somebody else's husband sure. and wife yeah again it brings out the humanity mm-hmm. you know of these people um Maybe what's uh what's maybe what's your favorite scene of the uh, of the chosen so far, and maybe along these lines, you know, just of how they've used their imagination to kind of open up these scriptures a bit. I I think um, the the husband and wife dialogue between Nicodemus and his wife was pretty profound. Yeah, um, she doesn't want him to rock the boat because of his he's a high ranking Pharisee, 
And Jesus kind of gets into his heart, and he really wants to follow Jesus, but he knows if he does, the entire structure of his life is going to collapse. So he stays, he keeps the course with him and his wife and his, his ministry, but he also has the secret longing to be with Jesus. How about yours? Yeah. Oh, and just to say, like, it was, was, you know, Jesus was so gentle with uh, Nicodemus, too, Mm -hmm. kind of like just leading him on, leading him on, you know, and... um, yeah, I think uh, I think for me, uh, a number of them were very interesting, but I'll share one early on so we don't uh, spoil too much. Mm-hmm. But so um, the scene of Andrew, uh, Jesus calling Andrew and, and, and Peter. So uh, the very one of the very first you know stories of the scriptures of you know calling of the first disciples. You know, in the scriptures, it, it's very short; like it's only a few lines. You know, uh, this <laughs> this guy randomly comes along a beach. Goes up to these random dudes, says, "Hey, come follow me." And okay. Then, and then, yeah, um, you know, so it's uh, and that's in one of the gospels. In other ones, it's, it's a little more developed. But it was interesting that you know they they put the context of of Jesus going and meeting these guys, and then you know asking them, you know, they've been out all night, they haven't caught anything, um, and they've they've come in, and Jesus tells them, "Go out one more time," you know, put in. And, and you'll have fish and 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 then they end up having a, a huge amount of fish uh, just insane it was, two boats couldn't couldn't fill mm-hmm. it well the context that the, the the show brought out was that they and th- that moment didn't just kind of change their lives in a, like in a new direction kind of sense like they were following Jesus but the context was that you know Peter had conned the Romans and um, for as being a fisherman and so like he he had a huge debt to the Romans and he needed like a ridiculous amount of fish to be able to cover back taxes, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, if not, he was going to be arrested that morning. So, it was just kind of even more miraculous that Jesus was there with him in this moment and called him away uh, uh, from sin, called him out of his debt, and then gave him a new direction. Just, it just brings more to that encounter and to that story as to you know why was it significant. Other than it was the first time they met Jesus, mm-hmm. and um, you know it just reminds us in our in our own lives that you know maybe we've 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 had a conversion experience, um, and there's a lot that goes into that. Yes, we have a new direction that we're following the Lord more in, intentionally and clearly, but uh, we've also been helped and moved away from something else, and mm-hmm. you know, and there's a and the the satisfaction and the you know that 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 brings that. We know that the Lord has saved us, you know, from 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 our ways and from things. I th- I think one nice thing is, and as you shared that story, I got a different perspective on that story. Um, when we watched the shows in in a group setting on Monday nights, part of it is after we watch the video, we share what you see, what new insights did you come up with. So as a group we kind of take that reflection in scripture one step farther um, and hear each other's views, which really helps our personal understanding of the scripture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, totally. And that's, that, that's the really, this is really the context of what the scriptures are meant, right? Mm -hmm. Us praying with opening up and talking about that's, that's the scriptures at at the best, you know, that's in the sense of the, the fruitfulness and speaking. We don't. Really, we can. We can just have it on our bookshelf, and it looks nice and, and everything. But like until we really engage it, you know, it's not going to really move our lives. And that's my final question. Usually, at each Bible study night is now. So what? 
So what we had this great video, we've had a great discussion, then what do we do with it? Mm-hmm. You know, like what's God calling me to do? Is it comfort the scriptures comforting my life or is the scripture challenge me to do something new or take one step outside myself? Yeah. No, exactly. I think we'll include um, a, a link to what we, we call, you know, imaginative prayer. So St. Ignatius of Loyola was, was one uh, one sp- saint, one spiritual master who really talked about this, of using our imagination to engage prayer. And this this is kind of a struggle for us adults, I think, sometimes, because we don't really use our imagination mm-hmm. that much. We're so plugged into our schedules and work uh, and watching movies and, and things that can kind of open up your imagination, but it's not the same as really using your imagination. Kids are really good at that. Mm-hmm. You know, they wander outside, they play, they do stuff. Like, So we need to, I think this is part of what Jesus means by like recovering a childlike heart. Use your imagination. Play in your mind mm-hmm. uh, in a real sense. So to do this, we, we look at a scripture story, just taking one story. And we, we use our imagination to, okay, what's going on here? Use your mental image in, in your mm-hmm. mind. Like, what's going on here? What does this scene look like? What does the ground look like? What do the people look like? What does Jesus look like? You know, just picture this stuff in your in our in our minds, and then we put ourselves as a character in the story. Maybe it's um, uh, you know uh, one of the uh, one of the disciples, you know, who's called by Jesus. Maybe it's maybe it's Mary Magdalene or Nicodemus or whoever. So we could do that, and and or maybe it we're maybe we put ourselves in the shoes of someone in the crowd who's looking at this situation, mm-hmm. and. And just to see what happens and plays out and asking God to direct uh, that prayer time so that we can not just like, you know, do something that makes us look Christian or kind of like spiritual entertainment, Mm -hmm. but that when we do that and we engage prayer in that way, we, we, God reveals himself. God speaks something uh, about himself to us and that we can learn something about our own self, our own journey, our own story. And then you know, what should we do from there? So it's something I'm kind of growing in, in my own life, too. And I love when Jesus asks questions, what does that question mean to me? So when Jesus goes up to the blind man and he says, what do you want me to do for you? Well, yeah, we think to be like a duh, make me be able to see. Right. But he might have been asking that his heart be healed or that, you know, his his mother-in-law get better. Um so what what would your response to that question be? Or even the question of what do I have to do to gain eternal life? What's mm-hmm. Jesus's answer to me about that? Yeah, um, yeah, the the rich young man. I think that's one of my one of my favorite scriptures. Yeah, to put your put ourselves in in his in his feet mm-hmm. on his position, and uh, what does it feel like? You know, and what happens after he goes away sad? Yeah. Like, what does he do from there? Does he, We assume that he just never goes back to Jesus, but maybe he does. Or the blind man, when, what does he do like the next day when he's not begging for money? Right. Does he get a job? You know, mm-hmm. does he go on talk shows and talk about, I've been healed? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, like, what happens to us after we leave our blindness behind? What do we do next? Right. How do we follow God and where does he lead us? Right. Yeah, and this is where, like, it turns the scriptures into a... A dialogue mm-hmm. you know, between us and God, which mm-hmm. is which is what it's meant for, and you know, I mean, and if the scriptures, if like the Bible, like if this, if this is the most important story, you know that that ever was and ever is and ever will be, if it is the most important, then it's it's worth our time. 
it's worth our time to engage and to think about uh, and to, to pray with. So, uh, so that's our challenge for all of us, um, uh, for all of us to, you know, t- take some time to just sit with the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Watch The Chosen, you know, uh, have, it, have it inspire us and to kind of approach the scriptures, um, knowing that's, that's someone else's prayer, you know, in a sense, you know, the fruit of someone else's prayer. And then we can take that and do the same thing ourselves and have God speak something totally unique uh, mm-hmm. to our own our own situation. So, all right, sounds good. All right, that's the plans. That's a, that's the that's the that's the work for this week or whenever you're going to listen to this podcast. That uh, pick up the scriptures and pray and just yeah. use your imagination and uh, have fun with uh, have fun with it. So and download the app on your phone or check it out on whatever Roku or Prime. Yeah, yeah the chosen for yeah. sure. That'd be great. Awesome. All right, can you end us in prayer? Sure. Name, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God, we ask you to open our hearts and our minds to your word, that we might be able to see you working in our lives, and that we might be able to bring your love and your peace and your healing to others. And we ask these things as we ask all things through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Name, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, everyone, have a good week. Enjoy your pumpkin spice lattes, your pumpkin beer, your pumpkin pie, your pumpkin rolls, whichever uh, your heart desires. Or if you're looking at no calories, the pumpkin candle. Have a great great week. God bless. (laughs)